What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 30th episode of The Roundabout, celebrating 15 years of the Xbox 360. My name is Ryan Turford, and this is the show where we're counting down the months to the 15-year anniversary of the Xbox 360 with 50 of the best games to play on the console for both new and experienced owners. We dive into the brief history of each game and talk about what makes them awesome. As always, we'd love your feedback on the show over on Twitter at the Xbox Drive, where you can reach out to me directly anytime at Ryan Turford. On this week's episode, we grab our portal gun and solve some experiments with Peabody in Atlas in Portal 2, released on April 19th, 2011. While the original Portal was an out-of-nowhere surprise, Portal 2 took all the things the original did so well and elevated them to new heights while also offering some new modes and features. While I was personally excited for Portal 2, especially being a pretty big fan of the original, I'd say, I was a little worried they weren't going to be able to capture the same magic with the sequel, especially the way some comedy sequels work across both movies and games. They don't really have a lot of big track record. I mean, look at a, a, a franchise like Beverly Hills Cop as an example. The original Beverly Hills Cop is an amazing movie. It's uh, got this amazing like action blend with a uh, comedic tone, and it just it's really funny still to this day. Um, yes, of course, subsequent views aren't just going to be as good, but it's still an amazing film to this day. The sequels aren't terrible. I actually probably like them more than a lot of other people, especially Beverly Hills Cop 3 is actually like a surprisingly good movie. Um, but at the same time, they just don't live up to the original. And that's that was kind of my worry going into the into Portal 2 was just like Portal 1 was such an amazing experience and was just it, it kind of lit the Internet on fire and it just did so many amazing things for comedic games just in general, like it, it broke new ground. And we, we kind of started to see um, comedic elements make their way into a lot more games after Portal 2. And it definitely had an impact on the industry. So I was a little worried that they weren't going to nail it with Portal 2. However, I was presently surprised with the incredible writing and performances, as well as the puzzle design on display. And honestly, Valve just totally knocked it out of the park with this one. They did an amazing job with Portal 2, and I honestly couldn't be happier. I mean, the fact that I'm ranking Portal 2 above the orange box, which is not just Portal, but the other Half-Life games as well as Team Fortress, just shows how much I love Portal 2 and how good of a job that I think Valve did, did with it. I think Portal 2 is probably one of Valve's best games, if not their best game. And that says a lot because Valve's done a lot of amazing games, and uh, it's, it's tough to pick your favorite, of course, but I think... For me personally, Portal 2 is probably my favorite Valve game, and uh, I don't say that lightly because I love Half-Life 2, and uh, or even just the original Half-Life. I had so many great memories playing that game as well, um, so it was just amazing that Portal 2 totally lived up to the hype and really, really surprised me when it came out. Now, for those who haven't played Portal 2 before, the events pick up a little while after the events of the first game, as Shell finds herself back in the Aperture Science Research Facility after her escape in the first game. There she meets up with Wheatley, a helpful little robot who tries to guide Shell out of the facility. However, they run into a newly revived GLaDOS, who once again throws Shell into some newly designed test chambers, and it's up to you and Wheatley to escape from Gladys's clutches. Of course, there's a lot more going on in the story besides what I just told you here, but if for whatever reason you haven't played Portal 2 yet, I really don't want to spoil any of the surprises for you because there's a lot of great moments in Portal 2's story. And actually, the story in Portal 2 is probably one of the game's main highlights, which we'll get into in a second. While some of them are a bit predictable, there are also some fantastic unexpected moments as well that will really catch you by surprise, especially, again, if you haven't played this game. When you play it for the first time, I think some of the moments will really get you, and it's really, really cool. 
The dialogue is also really well written, and it certainly makes you laugh out loud throughout the experience. Even someone like me, who isn't a huge fan of comedies, just really got into Portal 2. I, I laughed uh, my head off while playing this game, and uh, they really, really did an amazing job with that. The deadpan acting from Ellen McLean as GLaDOS returns, but Stephen Merchant's portrayal of Wheatley absolutely seals the show for me. His blend of goofy humor and charm makes Wheatley one of gaming's best comedic characters, which, in a game that already features one of the best comedic characters in GLaDOS, really just shows how good Steven's performance is. Like, Stephen Merchant absolutely just nailed it with Wheatley. I, I couldn't think of another more perfect uh, person to play Wheatley. And, and yeah, if they had any other actor playing him, I don't think it would have been as memorable of a performance. Um, like, Wheatley is one of my favorite things about this game, and... That, again, that says a lot because I love GLaDOS. GLaDOS, again, speaks to, to my sense of humor, like my dry sense of humor. Um, and I really just love GLaDOS as a character. So having Wheatley outshine GLaDOS just was such a big surprise for me. And I couldn't believe just how amazing uh, Steven's performance really was. Um, again, he uh, was on The Office before this and and uh, he really just kind of transitioned a lot of his same wit and humor uh, to onto Wheatley. And I think he was a, an absolute perfect fit. On top of this, later in the game, you'll also hear audio recordings from the founder of Aperture Science, Cave Johnson, who is actually played by J.K. Simmons, who you might know as J. Jonah Jameson, who wants pictures of Spider-Man, and he fully embraces the mad scientist role, which is quite hilarious, and he does an, an awesome job with it as well. Again, he's kind of like this CEO that doesn't really care about his employees, and he kind of just wants to do everything for science, which any mad scientist would do. So uh, I just love his portrayal of the character as well. Just even though you don't really run into too many characters in the game, I mean, for the most part, these are the only three characters that talk other than a couple other ones, which again, I don't want to spoil you for the most part, each character is really memorable. And that's just a, a huge credit to the writing team uh, who did the, all the writing for this game, but also the performance friends from all three characters as well. Again, um, they, Ellen does an amazing job as GLaDOS as well and is just super memorable. She's not as memorable as from the first game, but also you have to remember in the first game, she's the only character you're interacting with. So um, she kind of steals the show by default, um, but that's not to say to disregard her performance either. She does an amazing job in that role as well. So hats off to the entire campaign and super well-written, probably one of the most well-written campaigns of any game of this generation in particular. And uh, yeah, the team at Valve just totally nailed the uh, the writing in this game. Coupled with all of this incredible writing is the incredible puzzle design that really makes its return from the original game with some cool new additions. One of the new additions are gels, which are, is a liquid that sticks to surfaces that provides different properties depending on their color that can vary between being bouncy, allowing you to move faster than normal on the surface, as well as a bunch of different properties and you kind of learning how to manipulate these gels and, and how to use them to your advantage becomes a huge part of the puzzle solving, especially much later in the game as the puzzles start to get harder. Like the original Portal, the puzzle design hits the sweet spot of never feeling too easy to solve, nor does it ever become frustratingly hard, giving you the great balance between the two that makes each puzzle you solve feel rewarding. It kind of makes you feel a little bit smart for doing them, but at the same time, again, it's not like overly complicated. Like you don't have to learn the in-game language like you have to do with uh, with something like The Witness. And it gets the puzzles get progressively more complicated, but you use the tools that you learn just by playing the game to really solve some of the later puzzles. Because again, the puzzle difficulty just kind of gradually ramps up over the time, over time. 
and it doesn't really give you a tutorial. It just teaches you everything you need to know by playing it, which of course y'all know I love. Again, you know I'm a big retro gamer. I love retro games. And one of the things I love about retro games is that a lot of retro games just teach you how to play them just by playing them. I mean, a game like Super Mario Brothers, for example, one of the reasons why that game works so well is just it teaches you everything you need to know about that game in the very first level. In World 1-1, what makes that a fantastic level is that it teaches you everything you need to know about Super Mario Brothers in that level with the, the ability to go down warp pipes or the fact that if you don't jump when the Goomba runs into you, you die. It teaches you all the little things you need to know to make it through that entire experience just in that first level. And then it kind of just ramps up new ideas and you use kind of the tools you learn in World 1-1 to kind of get through the rest of that. Overall, Portal 2's campaign is a masterclass in game writing and design, and it's one of my personal favorite story campaigns of the entire generation, which, again, says a lot, because there are a lot of really good ones, and there are some to come still. Obviously, we're, we're still cracking the top 20, um, so there are still lots of amazing story campaigns to go, but Portal 2 in particular just really, really stands out among, among all those games. On top of this, Valve went one step further by developing a completely separate co-op campaign featuring two new robots built by GLaDOS, Peabody, and Atlas. In this separate campaign, you'll traverse through a new set of test chambers that are specifically designed for two players to complete, with four portables at your disposal to get through a lot of the puzzles. Some of these puzzles can be a bit tricky to figure out, especially some of the later ones, and you really have to think about the fact that you have four portals instead of two, which just layers on the complexity, but it's a highly rewarding experience that continues the excellent writing from the campaign and is a fantastic co-op experience. With the game being backwards compatible, there's also lots of people out there still playing it, so it's pretty easy to find a game still, though it doesn't support crossplay with some of the other platforms as the PC and PS3 versions do, but it is crossplay with Xbox 360 players, which is pretty neat. As far as how well Portal 2 holds up today, it still looks and runs great on Xbox 360. As a later 360 title, it's not really looking its age just yet, and its frame rate is pretty consistent. Again, it didn't really go for hyper-realism, uh, which is we've, what we talked about on the show a bunch of different times when it comes to replaying uh, older titles, so I think it's going to age a little more gracefully than games that really tried to be super realistic at the time. However, there is one thing in, to consider, and it's kind of the same thing I mentioned about the original Portal game, that comedic games combined with games that featured staggered puzzles rather than moving puzzles or non-static puzzles or procedurally generated puzzles have diminishing returns when you repair them. That's just the nature of the beast. The jokes won't land the same way, nor will the puzzles be as satisfying to solve. Plus, there's the chance you'll remember some of the solutions as well. So each subsequent playthrough, you'll probably enjoy a little bit less each time you play it. Still, I hadn't replayed Portal 2 after almost six years before revisiting it for the sake of this podcast, and it still got a lot of laughs out of me, and I didn't have the puzzles memorized, so it was really fun to revisit them. So I would say, if you're going to replay this game, just put some serious time between replays, and you'll probably still enjoy this classic game. Um, again, it's like the main reason why we don't see a lot of comedic sequels to things. Like, there's a reason why... There's something about Mary, for example, which was a huge movie in the 90s, a huge comedic movie, didn't receive a sequel. It's because just comedic sequels just don't, don't always work the same way, um, don't always land the same way. I mean, God, just look at the Meet the Parents franchise. I mean, Meet the Parents, great movie when it came out. All the other sequ subsequent sequels are really, really bad. And it's just, it's what we kind of talked about with the Beverly Hills Cop example, too. It's just, um, you know, when you revisit a lot of uh, comedic movies, 
it just isn't really the same, especially if you retread on, on previous jokes, for example. And I love the fact that they did so much different with Portal 2 that I think that's really what made it stand out from Portal 1 in particular, as we kind of talked about when we, we talked about it earlier. And uh, overall, I think that uh, this is a modern classic, but it's just, just keep in mind, just obviously each time you replay it, you're probably not going to enjoy it as much as the first time you played it. Now, if you're looking to pick up Portal 2 today, it's available digitally on Xbox 360, and it's backwards compatible on Xbox One. That's all for this episode of The Roundabout. You can hit me up on Twitter anytime at Ryan Turford. You also find the pants man himself, Sean Capri, on Twitter at Sean Capri, or us on Twitter at The Xbox Drive. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Roundabout, and we out. Bye!